0: Welcome in to the CHGO White Sox podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm Sean Anderson, the host of the CHGO White Sox podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. With the full CHGO White Sox crew on this historic White Sox day. We have Vinny Duber. (laughs) Uh, He is back. I can see Vinny in my side. That's a word. That's a word.
1: That's a bugaboo of a word for me. Historical. Historic. A not? guy signed a contract to
0: play baseball. It's it not is history. The biggest contract. It's Not history. It's, it's the White Sox one. history, yeah. but it's not history. I mean, history. no offense. Like this is my life at this point. Like okay. it's my job. I do this every day. Because so, like today you know.
1: is a historic day, but it has nothing to do with what happened to
0: 35th and Shields. Uh, hey, um, yeah. yeah. All right, fair. And we'll leave it there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter, at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. He was at Guaranteed Rate Field today. He met Andrew Benatendi. We have video with them together. They talked for about five minutes. We'll give you that interview. Um, also talked with Pedro Graffal. That one's a little bit longer. We got a 10-minute interview with Pedro. So a lot of good content um, from Vinny that we have coming your way on the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. And we got Herb Lawrence, the man Hello? in the middle. Low? you sorry. It's Jumped the gun a little bit on that one, Herb. Herb Lawrence. Hello. All right, there you go. <laughs> uh, man in the middle. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, at ecknerwall 23 He's our CHGO White Sox uh, community leader. And uh, I, I didn't think about this when you brought this up yesterday, Vinny, but uh, 1996 Jordan, Jordan is in the chat, and it's uh, Duba with the Tuba. Was that, was that brought up when you were playing the Tuba? Probably at some point. Okay. Yeah. All right. I yeah. mean, I think Lawrence. It was a
1: years long journey. So I don't remember every interaction that happened during that time.
0: Lawrence is in the conference meeting at this point. Yeah. But, you know, he keeps doing the Duba thing because of Australia. Yeah. So I, it, think, it, it, it's, I think it, I'll have fun with that one.
1: It's verging more on just being a Pacino impression at
0: this point. But, uh, yeah, he does keep saying it. <laughs> and we I, he's not going to stop. So why not just give him more ammo, I think, at this right. point? Right. Um, but we're excited to talk about, uh, again, this larger day. This. Uh, important. I mean, you could say important. Important, important yeah. day in, uh, in White Sox history. Um, Vinny is back from Australia, uh, and he was at Guaranteed Ray Field. Uh, what was the vibe like? It was about 11 a.m. today. They announced Andrew Benatendi and Pedro Graffal. Uh We knew it was announced a little bit officially by the White Sox uh, last night around 6 p.m., and you also got to chat with uh, Rick Hahn. So um, a busy day. Um, what's the main takeaway, I guess, from all of the speakers? Why is Andrew Benatendi a White Sox?
1: I think the answer to that question is he fills every need they were looking for this offseason but one, and I think the one might be the biggest one and the most important one, and I think that kind of explains the reaction of the fan base or, or even you know some of the analysis that, that I've done or, or other media members have done on this signing. Andrew Benintendi is now the highest paid free agent in White Sox history, and they do not care if he hits home runs at all. And that's a little counterintuitive, but if you can get past that that fact, Andrew Benintendi is uh, improves their base running. Andrew Benintendi improves their defense. Mm -hmm. Andrew Benintendi improves their IQ. He improves that Guardians ish kind of vibe of taking the extra base and getting you know uh, you know running running around and, and doing those little things that we didn't see a lot from the White Sox last year. Andrew Benintendi uh, improves their on-base numbers a lot. He's a guy that does a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of stuff well, and a lot of stuff that the White Sox need, need, need to improve on. He doesn't do that one thing that was probably the biggest reason they were not very good last year, but he does all those other things. Are the White Sox a much better offensive team with Andrew Benintendi? Yes, does that mean that they're going to do everything and that's going to turn everything around immediately? Not by that one move, it's not. I think I said before the show, what can how the best way for me to evaluate will the Andrew Benintendi signing be a good signing for the White Sox? And I said, Tell me what Aloy Jimenez's home run total is going to be in twenty twenty three. Like Andrew Benintendi could have a great year for the White Sox this year. It will only be a good signing. If it helps the team win because everybody else on the team played well.
0: If Aloy, like I could tell you this right now, like if Aloy Jimenez and Luis Robert hit 70 home runs combined, like they're probably going to win 88 games or more. Um, I think it's a given whether Adrian Benatendi hits 340 or he hits 278. Um, I I don't, I think, you know, that that has been the big takeaway. But uh, what's got you excited? Anything uh, you've taken away from the White Sox introducing their newest signing? Yeah. um, When Pedro Gafal was talking today
2: and people were, asking him about, you know, uh, his versatility and then what he'll do in that specific ballpark at guaranteed rate. And he was just going back to, like, and Andrew himself was saying, like, you know, hit balls in that first year in 2021 and just be pop flies. And they both were like, you know, those balls that he hit in 2021 will turn into home runs or doubles off the wall at guaranteed rate. And also they were talking about how Andrew kind of just – changed his game to accommodate what the Royals needed he's like okay I'm not gonna hit balls out of the ballpark I've seen that last year I'm gonna hit 300 I'm gonna get on base and that is a person that I want on my team I don't want a person just like hey man this is my walk year I'm gonna be doing me I'm on a garbage team like the Royals I know we're not going anywhere I'm gonna go out and try to hit 20 bombs and get the most money on the free agent markets I can no Andrew was still a team player. In the context of what he can do for the team, when he saw the shift, he the ball, hit the ball the other way. When he saw uh, people playing him a certain way, he hit the ball where they weren't. I like that player who is adjust to what the, the defense is giving them and what the team needs.
1: And, and I don't want to draw this parallel specifically because I think it's, it's the wrong way to think about this signing, even though, you know, big money and everything, but it's a skill that he has. Who does that remind you of what you just said? Jose Abreu from yeah. last year, yeah. right? Jose Abreu changed, that. changed his offensive approach last year and became tremendous at doing a different kind of hitting than he had done throughout the rest of his whole career because he saw that's what he was going to be able to do, be it the ball or be it the, that he wasn't hitting as many home runs as he was no- accustomed to doing. So he changed his game to be a big on-base guy, got a ton of hits, Andrew Benintendi has that maybe same IQ and that same ability to change to change himself to make himself as successful as he can be and contribute to the team as much as as he can
0: I think if you have uh, 14 games played in 2020 we can just like cross that off on your baseball reference like we could just not look at that you know you're you you know that that was a, a a weird year for everybody right so outside of that year his worst OPS plus was 99 right like at his worst, he's average. At his best, he finds a way to get on. He finds to hit singles. Um, like, I, I have heard, you know, Rick Hahn talk about the, the, the double potential that Andrew uh, Benatendi has, but, you know, I'll, I'll show the spray chart in a second. I don't believe his power is going to change that much. It seems like he'll be the more same consistent slap hitter that he's always been. I don't know if it's going to be five home runs or not. It depends on the pitches that he gets, you know. I he gets like, he's hitting more than five home runs this year. I'll put that I'll put all the money that's a different style. podcast that's to that's, that's uh that, that's see that's that's right. right and it also
1: let's remember too that all three of us said that there would be what seven white sox hitters to hit 20, 20. in 2022 yes. and none of them did so Ugh.
0: right so um, don't, take well, our,
1: don't take our home run
0: prediction as gospel. I can't wait, though, until we do it again. Um, again, we're probably, you know, Tim Anderson's going to hit 20. Seven's going to uh, be a little much. Uh, <laughs> gonna, right, we'll figure it Hose out. Is gone, um, we do have some Super Chats that I want to get to, uh, and uh, then we'll jump back on the Ben Attendee cherry, and we'll get to uh, Vinny's uh, interview with Andrew Ben Attendee as well. Um, we do have Stephen Bardo, uh, and uh, this one just made me giggle. Uh, thank you, Stephen Bardo, uh, for the Super Chat. Vinny, did Ben Attendee ask you about your mustache? He was uh it was a topic of conversation Hell yeah. yes, uh it was
1: it was brought up to him, and he said, yes, that's very recognizable this he says it's the first thing I noticed, so look at you, yeah, that's your shirt You're yeah, and, and shirt. I'm wearing bright pink and the first <laughs> thing yeah, purple shoes yeah.
0: and and there you go with your, your mustache i mean it's it, it's a great look mm-hmm. it's it's iconic if you do ever shave it off, well, I'll be sad uh and two, I think the biggest thing you had a wedding and you didn't shave it off, right I mean, like usually those moments like are big moments for. People's facial hair, whether you can keep it or not. My
1: wife has never seen me without a mustache. She's the best. She would probably freak out if I did show up with it shaved shaved off.
0: And your
2: story (laughs) about, like, you didn't shave it to see the Great Barrier Reef. It's true. Like, F that. I'll stay up here. (laughs) I mean,
0: I saw
1: some of it. Just briefly.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then Don G coming in with a super chat. Uh, If the White Sox fall short this season and T.A. struggles with his defense, is there a chance Jerry will open up the checkbook for Manny if he opt-outs? That
1: seems like a question for 12 months from now, or nine months from now. And no. (laughs) I could already answer that.
0: No. No, well, and I don't. I don't understand. No, I mean, you know, it's more about, not going back to shortstop either. Right. It's more about if Moncada doesn't play well. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I. I don't know. It doesn't. I don't know if it's TA dependent. And TA or is or TA. Not. He's staying until the contract ends. If you know, if not uh, extended before that. Right, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. He's, he's the face of the franchise. Um, and I don't know if it's the defense that's really going to hold him back. You know, if, if Tim Anderson's hitting three thirty, he's going to be getting a, a very big contract uh, no matter what. Uh, let's go into Andrew Benatendi, though. Uh, I, I do I did want to show the picture of uh, Andrew Benatendi getting the jersey. 23, uh, a, a very recognizable number in Chicago. Uh, he's He kind of – he didn't say it was because of Michael Jordan, but he just said like he – He said to,
1: he was afraid he was going to get that question.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said
1: – yeah, he uh, – He said it's not because of Michael Jordan, but he was a Michael Jordan fan growing up. I think he likes the number uh, just for reasons and uh, has sometimes been able to wear it, sometimes hasn't. And, uh, yeah, I think this is the first time he's been in as a a major leaguer, but yeah.
0: Yeah, 18, I've seen 17, and his Instagram handle's 16. So 23, it kind of took me as a surprise when you first tweeted out the contract and the jersey number. Ted
2: Lyons is 16, if I recall correctly, and that's retired. Um, I don't know who eighteen currently in the White Sox is or other numbers that, but that's what he said. Like numbers were already taken and or retired that he couldn't that he would want, and so twenty three he's just paying homage to great White Sox and great white, uh, Red Sox Brian Dahlbach.
0: Okay, sure. I was thinking you know Ecknerwall twenty three. Nope. He was not. Robin you know, he yeah. Mark in there, yes. Yeah. Oh, tea time. Yeah. guess Remain
2: Dye, same position. Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh,
0: I guess he's, yeah, also Jermaine same Jermaine position, right. but like more of a White Sox legend, Jake Lamb. Uh, Jake Lamb played some some right and left field as well. So, True. You know, I, I think he's more of a White Sox. Remember legend. Remember that? Uh, oh, and eighteen was AJ Pollock, and that's retired. Did as any, AJ says, did anybody else get it? Um, they, did uh, maybe no, one of the coaches? Sunshine is what fifty-two still. Maybe one of the coaches has it. But I think the possible. players don't. The players get like first. Dibs, I would would think.
1: His comment was not that the numbers he's worn in the past were retired. I think it's that 23 had been retired in some of the other places that he had been, Mm. and maybe, and that's why he hadn't worn it before. I'd have to go back and check the tape, but uh, I think that's what I remember him saying
0: jerseys are fun uh well i'm, jerseys I'm, are fun. I'm excited about the jersey yeah. 23 is a good number choice the one. um but yeah a- andrew benatendi uh let's get into some of his personality because i think uh you know i've heard him described as a professional baseball player i mean this is a guy that i think his prospects have always been known when he was a high schooler was a two-sport a- athlete in high school as well um and he's kind of been described as a professional so you'll now be able to see what his personality is like Vinny got the chance to talk to Andrew Benatendi today. Uh, shout out to Steven, who is there filming it as well. Absolutely. Um, here's the five-minute conversation where you get to meet Andrew Benatendi with Vinny asking him some great questions.
1: Andrew Benatendi, welcome to Chicago. Thank you very much. Now, you, I saw you had a social media video that the Sox posted. It says you come in. And you're
3: talking about how much you like the food in Chicago. What's your favorite item that you've ever eaten in this town, in your new hometown? Uh, I'm a big Italian. I'm a big Italian, too. Okay. Guy. But I'll say, just for the context of this question, I'll say deep dish. There you Nothing go, sure. Deep dish. You the get, only time I'll ever get deep dish is here. Sure, sure, deep dish is very good. You gotta make sure you try this tavern style as well. It's all over
1: the neighborhood okay, here, okay. around the okay. ballpark. Okay. So I just just skip out and grab some, no I'm problem. Yeah, right I will. Uh, a little bit of a reunion for you with Pedro yep. Grifol, the new manager of the White Sox. What was it like having him around the last couple of years in Kansas City?
3: It was great. I mean, obviously, I got to know him the last two years. Um, like you said, in Kansas City. And that definitely played a big role. Um, and me coming here, uh, you know, I'm a comfortable relationship with him. I'm, I'm, you know, aware of how he goes about his daily routine and his work he does and what he expects from me as a player. Um, you know, that was something that I wanted to you know, be a part of. And obviously this team um, is very talented. And... Um, you know, I've seen that the last two years and the last six years overall. So I'm glad to be a part of it. We've heard so much about how the White Sox have had their eye on you for a long time. Do you remember back in 2015,
1: you know, interacting with their scouting department or anybody else in the organization?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I know that they remember they had the eighth pick, um, and that if Boston had not taken me, they would have never saying they were going to take me at eight. Um, but I just learned that they were trying to trade for me the, you know, the past few years. I never do that, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's. Yeah, that's what I just mentioned over there. was like, you put things out in the universe, you know, long enough it's going to come true and it's meant to be. So I'm glad to be here. Some other familiar faces, obviously, in that clubhouse for you. We hear a lot of stories about Joe Kelly as a teammate. <laughs> what are some uh, memories
1: you have of him uh,
3: back in yeah, Boston? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's one of my favorite teammates I've ever had. Um, he definitely brings the energy. Um, but I think the, you know, the best story would probably be when he was uh, Jim Buchanan. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Back in when we were playing in you, Boston, you'll have to um, enlighten me. Yeah, there's oh, there's some great videos. I don't know if they're still up or not, but he dressed up as a media member and was going around asking players, you know, just funny questions. Um, and you know, a few guys didn't recognize him, but um, he's definitely a character. But you uh, know, a great team maker. got to be around. What do you you know? You've played against this White Sox team for a while. When you look across
1: the the diamond at this collection of talent, do you see guys that can can do something special? Do you see a group? Obviously, uh, you know. The, the fortunes last year were not what they wanted them to be. Do you see a right. group that can, can win the World Series like you've done before?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said, the talent in there is it's unbelievable. The pitching is unbelievable. Um, the lineup, you know, is very versatile. Um, yeah, I think, you know, obviously last year, I think a lot of it was bad luck with uh, injuries or whatnot. Uh, yeah, I think definitely this team's got what everything it takes you know, to win a Super World Series, a championship,
1: in the postseason. Um, you know I just gotta go out there put a good season together and make it happen did you recognize a difference in playing against them in 2021 and playing against them last year did you notice a, a difference maybe you know with what they were with what, how they were feeling or how they were playing
3: well I think last year I mean you could tell that they were you know hampered by injuries and, yeah. and things like that um, but you know, obviously at the time I wasn't necessarily looking at, sure. the, at the differences but yeah I think you know when, when the two years ago and the guys were a lot more healthy and they were rolling I mean it's I, so I joke around with everybody. It's like I'm glad I don't have to face these guys anymore. You know, these pitchers, um, you know, these especially these lefties um, that they got in there. It's just as crazy, it's tough. It's not a comfortable AP. So I'm definitely glad uh, they're they're on my side, or I'm on their side now. Who's the toughest at-bat in this uh, matchup? I think uh, Aaron Bummer. Like uh, I, had a, this is never a comfortable at-bat for me. Um, you know, he's got that two-seam fastball that runs. It seems like three and a half feet. Um, so. Out uh, spring training, I want to be staying away from that AB <laughs> You, you played with Mokata in the minors, is right? A... I did. Yeah, and a little bit in Boston. Okay. Um, and I got familiar with Kopech. Well, we—I don't think we ever played together throughout the minors, but um, before we got traded, we—you know—hung out, you know, sure. spring training things like that. So, yeah, I mean, coming in with a few familiar faces um, definitely makes you a little more comfortable. But know, I'm more excited to just kind of get you know a relationship going with everybody, get that chemistry going because you know that can only help. What do the Royals really think of Tim Anderson? And he's a tough out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the guy can hit, uh you know it's. I, uh, dang, come and put me on the spot here. <laughs> no, he's I mean, had some he's had a history, no, with that, yeah, so there's, no there's, doubt about you it. You know, like I think that's just how baseball is and uh you know, I think, you know, once you leave the field I don't think anybody thinks anything different. Sure. Like if he's a competitor, he wants to win and you know some people don't like that and not just saying that scenario, but uh, look, I'm excited to meet him, play with him every day. I mean, he's a great player, um, great shortstop, and he's, it's fun to watch him head to. So, um, all right, I'll get you a list of pizza places you need to perfect. check out right around
1: here. No Andrew perfect. Benintendi, the newest member of the Chicago White Sox.
0: How long was that list of pizza pizza places you gave him? It's ever growing, Sean. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. But so I did. I was able to drive by
1: my favorite. Right there in Bridgeport, Phil's, Phil's on Thirty Fifth.
0: There you go. Um, so yeah, I mean Andrew Benatendi can get ta- and I like that you mentioned tavern style or deep dish as well because he brought up deep dish.
1: It's it's a whole thing, obviously. I I'm I'm almost more annoyed by Chicagoans saying we don't eat deep dish here than Thank I you. am by everyone else assuming we only mm-hmm. eat deep dish here. So you just gotta spread the pizza love. Make sure everybody's informed. Andrew's gonna be here for the next five years. He needs to be welcomed with some some pizza facts.
0: I think I probably have like you know. a two pizzas once you know, a month, right? And it's it's not, you know, usually one's a deep dish, one's a tavern style. I think we're blessed to have options in this city, you know? I, I think we're very lucky. Um, I've been thinking about this. We talk about the White Sox' love for Andrew Benatendi since 2015, the... Um, The fact that he even brought up that apparently they've tried to trade for him multiple times, uh, and especially the one that you brought up uh, where Dave Dombrowski even said, you know, uh, in the the sale trade, uh, it was Moncada or Benintendi, uh, uh, basically. We saw the smile on Rick Hahn's face when he hired Pedro Graffal. It wasn't a video Zoom, but I imagine there was a massive smile from Rick Hahn's side uh, when, you know, the Zoom yesterday. Like, did Pedro Griffal get this job just because him and Rick Hahn could cut it up about Andrew Benatendi? <laughs> it's not, you know, certainly. Well, here's the thing.
1: Pedro said it today. He talked about it today. He goes, when I when he went in for the first interview uh, with, with the White Sox, obviously there were several rounds, uh, he had in his mind Andrew Benatendi, someone who could help this team, but he wasn't going to bring it up, you know, not, not the place maybe to do it. And he said sec, he went into the second interview, obviously was still thinking it, and Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams brought up to him, what do you think about Andrew Benatendi? You know, obviously, they've been together in Kansas City the last two years. And Pedro was like, well, hey, you brought it up, not me. So now I'm <laughs> going to talk about it. But uh, yeah, I think uh, uh, certainly a mutual uh, respect and an admiration of the talent there. Rick Hodd's exact words last night was I think I've been waiting for seven and a half years to welcome Andrew Benintendi to this organization. So, yeah. Um, Listen, they finally got the guy they wanted to get way back in 2015. Uh, we're going to see if it if it works out the uh, the way they hoped. Rick said that, you know, certainly uh, met the expectations, fulfilled the wishes of the Red Sox. You know, you take a guy with that kind of pick, uh, you know, the way baseball goes, I think if you can get Andrew Benintendi that the Red Sox got, a World Series winning player for them, uh, out of the number seven pick in the draft, you are going to be very, very happy. Uh, the White Sox are the guys who, who have him now.
2: And as Hoosier Daddy brings up, it's the old joke about Kenny always gets his guy when he finally got Ken Griffey Jr., uh, Manny or Ramirez and such, but Rick finally got his guy, and this is a good thing. He's in his prime. He's a guy that is only 28 years old, and exactly what the White Sox need, except for, like Vinny said, doesn't have the power bat. So I love that Rick said, you know what, I'm going to keep on trying. I'm going to keep on trying to get the player that I want because I know what the player can do. The reason I like him is because his skill set works with whatever team he's on. And so getting him on this White Sox roster will fill out this roster a little bit better. And I like Rick's mind sometimes when he's allowed to do his thing. Andrew Benintendi is a solid player, and I want to bring up this point. I want White Sox fans, you know, you can fan him any any way you want to, but we give Yasmani Grandal a lot of shit. Because of he signed the biggest contract in White Sox history. He wasn't looking to do that. He they just offered him a deal. He wasn't looking to set the standard. Same thing with Andrew Benintendi. They offered him the deal. So I want White Sox fans to say, not put that extra pressure on Andrew Benintendi to be the best player in White Sox free agent history type of thing. You know what I mean? He's just signed a major league pretty much above average contract. So he's getting paid for what he is doing. It's not a ass-kickingly great contract. It's a nice contract that pays him what he's worth. So I don't want to put the extra pressure on Andrew Benintendi to be some ass-kickingly great player just because he's the standard bearer here for White Sox free agent signings.
0: Well, and again, it's in your interview, you brought up the team, and if the team can win a World Series. like That has been the idea when they signed Yasmani Grandal. That's what Kenny said, was that it opened up a five- to seven-year window where they could win a championship. So again, I, I don't really think it's about Ben being the star. It just seems like he is a piece or another cog in this hopefully championship machine.
1: It was that was the point all along, right? It was the, the point all along was that this team was going to be powered by Tim Anderson and Aloy Jimenez and Luis Robert uh, and and that you'd add guys to that as needed. You know what I mean? Those guys are the are the core for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 Intendi is now a part of that because he's been added to the long-term planning, right? But uh, again, this is that kind of quote unquote to use a term that Rick used several off-seasons ago, finishing piece, right? Um, he doesn't have to be uh, uh, the best guy,
0: but he has to complement what they already have. Well, and two, and um, this might even be the show tomorrow, like it doesn't even seem like this team is finished. Like might it doesn't seem like the Benintendi move, even though it was the largest in team history, doesn't seem like it might be the last move uh, for this team uh, this, this off-season. And this is just me speculating. and Like Rick wasn't there. I know
2: he spoke last night to the assembled media uh, via Zoom, but... Hey man, he was probably out doing things.
0: Hopefully, um, yeah, yeah I, I think you know it's it's vacation time too. So you know, he might he, he might be you know, vacation to,
2: to a player's house. He, he <laughs> might he might be
0: toasting to the, the to the record contract that he signed and uh, hanging out. Uh, we do have a super chat here. We're going to take a break. And uh, Rick did something say something that was very interesting about the Benintendi signing. That um, you know we we expect maybe a lot of home runs in the South Side after twenty twenty, but. Um, I don't know if Rick is kind of prepping you for that in 2023. Uh, something grabbed my attention. We'll talk about that uh, after the break. We also got Pedro Grafal's thoughts on Andrew Benatendi. Who's your daddy with the Super Chat? $5 Super Chat. Thank you very much. Uh, this is a contract you should expect your team to sign every few years, which I, I would agree. And, hey, you saw them use or spend $54 million for Liam Hendricks, uh, $72 million for Yasmani, seventy-five now for Andrew Benatendi, and we've brought up, you know, they've offered the most money for Zach Wheeler. Well, and um, uh,
1: you're leaving out Dallas Keuchel, who uh, Dallas got, Keuchel a, got a significant payday uh, that same offseason as Grandal.
0: sixty-four, And paid him not to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, and, and even though, you know, it's, it's seats at the table, but, you know, they there was 200 plus or 280 plus to Machado on the table. There was at least 118 plus uh, to Zach Wheeler. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the money is around there and hopefully uh, they're able to uh, pull the trigger or at least, uh, you know, be able to uh, dot those I's and uh, cross those T's on, on some of those contracts uh, for, for free agents coming up. Uh, let's take a break here. we got to let you know about Green Ridge Farm. Did you know, did you let Ben Tendi know about Green Ridge Farm?
1: All the off-air conversations were about all of our sponsors.
0: Good. Uh, Green Ridge Farm (laughs) is a Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. uh, Makers of all-natural deli, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. When Andrew Benatendi is just loading up, uh, you know, using those Benny biceps uh, as that great nickname uh, as he has. uh, Going to the Jewels. Going to the Jewels. For the first time. You know, after his uh, post-workout, he's loading up with 16 grams of protein per meat stick. uh, And these meat sticks come in chicken, black forest beef, and flavor like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. And if you haven't tried them yet, you don't know what you're missing out. They're delicious because they are made for generations, for recipes, generations in the making. And being all natural, they deliver a fresh and flavor alternative at snack time. Again, like Herb said, you can find them in your local Jewels or your local Chicagoland grocery store. And you can find them in the refrigerator section at Costco and Sam Club. So right now, when you order any three meat products at GreenRichFarm.com, and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart, Those meat sticks will be free simply by using code CHGO at checkout. Again, any three meat products. uh, When you order any three meat products at greenridgefarm.com, include a pack of meat sticks in your cart. Those meat sticks will be free simply by using code CHGO at checkout. Greenridge Farm, simply natural Meet, and uh, hey, Andrew Benintendi, now moving to the city. He's got to get set up with ComEd. Uh, ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial equipment, kitchen equipment or industrial processes an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs and these can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours and within three to four weeks customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately so don't wait get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips and to schedule a free Facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering B-I-Z. That's comed.com slash powering biz. And if you're ready to sign up for your facility assessment, call one 433 2700 during normal business hours to speak with a Comed Energy Efficiency Program representative or is email ee at comed.com or request an assessment online or at our website at comed.com slash facility assessment. Before you get on, uh, Alex Potno says, my wife just asked me to grow Vinny's mustache. It's a I weird see.
2: thing. Like- She wants you to grow his mustache, like actually have Vinny's
0: mustache grow on him. Well, I I don't know about that, but like the style, yeah, right. Like, you know, I I think, I think, you know, emphasizing that it comes down, right? You know, it kind of where your beard line would be, like shave that down under because it's not just above the lip, there is a little bit of drip.
1: That's not what I'm going for, right? Um, (laughs) who are
0: you going for? Was well, I mean, originally
1: were, it was all the way, you know, this is, you know, you're going for kind of a your rock star, your 70s rock star look. It looks As great. best you can. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't know if there was a specific you're, person, like a, a mustache idol. You're out here influencing people. Yeah, exactly. You Alex, um, you better do it, man.
2: Why fast? <laughs> send pictures, too. <laughs> yeah, send pictures,
0: Alex. Um, let's get into this Rick Hahn quote that I found very interesting because you know I've always been hit home, more home runs and you know go sign Kyle Schwarber. Uh, but this is what Rick Hahn uh, said, and this is in uh, Vinny's recent article uh, at allchgo.com, and that is free for everybody to read when the White Sox got their man, but, again, are okay with the power coming from someone else. Uh, Rick Hahn said, there's always a desire for more pop, And more thump throughout a lineup, but I think Andrew helps diversify the way our offense is capable of beating you on any given day. It's not just going to be power based, and I think you know when I think back to 2020, third most home runs in uh, Major League Baseball, but they've kind of fallen off the wayside in 2021 and 2022. But maybe that was never the intention. Uh, Luis Robert has a high average. Tim Anderson has a high average. Aloy Jimenez only hit 15 home runs. Uh, We know Andrew Vaughn to be an on base machine. Same with Andrew Benatendi. Same with Yasmani Grandal. Should the White Sox be ch- hitting home runs? Like, should that be the yes. emphasis of this offense? Yes. They
2: should be hitting home runs, yes. As much as they possibly can,
0: <laughs> yes. But, like, you know, we saw the Guardians play a, a oh, little bit of you you more don't style, have or, players. Like, conventional
1: baseball. Like, I, you're talking about it being one or the other. And the idea, I think, for the White Sox is that it's a hearty helping of both of those things, right, or all of those things. Uh, you know, everybody crushed – Uh, uh, Frank Manichino all the time because they weren't hitting enough home runs but his thought process and even Tony La Russa voiced this all the time was if you're hitting the ball well you're going to hit home runs I mean like hitting the ball well does not only mean hitting singles or hitting home runs you do all of those things ideally if you have the ability to do so Um, Aloy Jimenez should hit 30 or 40 home runs. He should also hit over 300. Mm-hmm. Tim Anderson should hit about 330 and be in contention for a batting title. He's won one already. <laughs> he should also be able to hit 20 home runs. And, and I don't think that it is a, a one or the other. And I think the problem last year is that they weren't doing any of that stuff. They were hitting singles and that was it. They weren't walking. They weren't hitting home runs. They were doing one thing really, really well. And that meant, met, uh, and made for an, a lineup that was not diverse, um, the more skill sets you add into there, the more things your team can do well. Yasmani Grandal is going to walk. Yoan Moncada should walk, right? Both of those guys should also be power threats every time they step up to the plate. And and if things are going right and they're healthy, they will be. Uh, that applies to almost everybody in that White Sox lineup. Yeah, there are certain things. You're not going to expect T.A. to walk. You're probably not going to expect Andrew Benintendi to hit a lot of home runs. But all of those guys should have multiple things that they can do every time they step up to the plate to make life hard for the opposing pitcher. And if everybody's clicking and healthy and doing what they're supposed to be doing and not chasing a bunch of outside pitches, then the White Sox are going to be a really, really, dangerous offensive team not just because they hit home runs but because they can do all of that stuff
2: and I think too that remember all last year mediocre right-hand pitcher would come face the White Sox and slider them to death and the game would be over three to nothing after a sparkling pitching performance Andrew Benintendi in the second spot hopefully from my liking diversifies that lineup. I know Moncada was there, but he wasn't doing well. I think Andrew Benintendi gives you more of a well-rounded offensive game where it's consistent. Like you said, he's been at least average for his career. And so you don't, you know, pitchers can't come in here and just like, huh, same old White Sox, right-hander, 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 slider, 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 game's over. And with him in there, it gives them the opportunity to, I think, Like I said, he's going to hit 25 home runs, I believe, in this five-year contract, maybe multiple times because of the the park, because of his natural power. In the minors, he hit home runs. In in college, he hit a bunch of home runs. This is a ballpark fit for his skill set. So I think that this team, and as Vinny said, if Aloy Jimenez, just put down 140 games. After you put down 140 games, you put down 40 home runs. That's going to be automatic. And if Luis Robert is hitting the ball hard – some of the balls are going to go over the fence, so a lot of them. Maybe I have no problem with those guys actually playing. When they play, they're gonna sh- stats. Stats are going to be coming on their side. That's the only thing I care about, just the stats. So if it's either or, hit singles or home runs. I know you weren't asking that question. Hit home runs. Yeah, much better. I, I, I and don't play, and don't play like Cleveland because you don't have Cleveland talent. You have a lot of plotters like Andrew Benintendi helps the base running. But you still have Yasmani, you still have Aloy, other people who are just going to be slow on the bases cool, and not as great. It, maybe Cleveland did that. Cleveland did that because they had to. Yeah, right. Cleveland.
1: Cleveland only had one or two guys who were capable of, of playing a complete offensive game. They they won in the way that they could win. And I think the White Sox, if they're playing well and not hurt all the time. They have so many different ways that they can beat you on a given night. Cleveland maybe only has one, and they did it really, really well, and it won the division, but the White Sox, when they're playing well, there are a lot of of, uh, caveats here, of course, but should be able to do maybe not that,
0: but 18 other things that could win a baseball Well, game. I also thought it was a very political answer for Major Ben Attendee when you ask, well, what was a little, and you know, Pedro Graffalo was like, oh, you know, they played with less energy. When you asked him about, you know, what was the difference between the 2021 and 2022 White Sox? Well, he's like, ah, oh, they were injured. Uh, so he, hey, He's not wrong. Know, they were injured. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, very, very political. Just, uh, you know, uh, always uh, keep it a positive side. Uh, talking about power, though, uh, and we talk about, Guaranteed rate field and how it's helped lefties. Um, I do have an, a spray chart for you, Vinny. It, uh, wonderful. <laughs> so here's Andrew <laughs> Benintendi's spray chart. Look at that. Guaranteed rate it's field. like Plinko. Um, so, and <laughs> Plinko, yesterday <laughs> going down to home plate. Yes, Plinko yeah. yesterday turned forty. Wow. On January third, yesterday was Plinko's birthday. Was Plinko's birthday. <laughs> so thanks, for, thanks for bringing that up. Hey. <laughs> um, we need the yodel. Uh, we need the mountain climber now. Um, <laughs> So, as you can see there, Andrew Benatendi has hit two home runs in guaranteed right field, and they are both the pink dots on the left side. Um, two of his home runs have been, uh, have been opposite field home runs. Uh, so, hey, that was my biggest worry with Andrew Benatendi. Uh, I know it's a little bit tough to see, Vinny. I know you're looking up there. I can see it. Uh, um,
1: no, my, my thing is more on – maybe it's just this TV. The single and the home runs look exactly the same. So, I looked at the red dots like – in, on the infield and yeah. I'm like oh there look at all those home runs that he hit the first base <laughs>
0: the, <laughs> or, the orange and the the, the pink are, are kind of similar colors in a way um but yeah uh, he he only has two doubles too uh, they're both down the line uh, one one down the right field line and one down the left so there's really no gap power uh, the only you know really gap home run he has is that one homer or one uh, only gap uh, extra base hit he has uh, is that gap homer uh, Andrew Benintendi, uh for his career guaranteed rate field has basically the same slugging percentage as his career, uh, 431 at guaranteed Rate field, 431 for his career.
1: Did you see all those singles that he's going to hit in 2023 mm-hmm. right between the first and second baseman where you're not allowed to play somebody in short right
0: field? Right. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a shift killer, even though no <laughs> one's shifting him.
2: There it is. AJ says it himself. He can pull more balls without having to worry about the shift to be fair is that to be fair yes yeah Yeah.
0: and i mean it's 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 definitely you know it'll be interesting to see how everyone adjusts to the shift in in 2023 um but i I will just say like you know him stepping into this uh place doesn't seem like it will change the hitter um you know he's he had 826 at guaranteed right field he's basically hit 826 his whole life you know i mean like again like this is just kind of keeping the course and i think what he does is he'll keep innings alive and we do have the poll question about where should he bat in the lineup? Like, you joked about ninth, but Tony La Russa said it's second leadoff hitter. Like, he would then keep the inning alive to then bring, I don't know, Tim Anderson up. And he's not, like, uh, the fastest guy in the world, but Andrew Benatendi, a good base runner, uh, a sound base runner. Like, he could keep innings alive and then possibly bring up Aloy Jimenez to clear the bases. But in that press conference, he said that he had just to how, did, how he
2: played baseball because he saw in 2021 when he went to Kauffman Stadium, he was murdering balls. And he's like, they're not getting out of here, so I need to change my game. If he sees in early going or May when the weather warms up that he can drive a ball that he doesn't need to kill and it gets out over there by the Miller Light, whatever it's called, should be the goose goose island. (laughs) Rest in peace, goose. Sorry. (laughs) Um, When he hits it in the goose island, he can see, okay, that wasn't a lot. I can do my regular swing, don't have to try to kill it, and it gets out in this ballpark. That's why they call it the Windy City. And then we'll cuss him out because that's not why it's called the Windy City. I, I don't know. I I'll mean, have a
1: nice tavern style pizza with Andrew <laughs> and explain to him why they actually call it the Windy City.
0: From from the podcast that had seven players uh hitting 20 plus home runs uh for the White Sox in 2022, I, I don't know if I'm just gonna talk myself into Andrew Benatendi now, like, you know, hitting more than than ten homers because you don't of the, need to. The, the, the Gulf well, Herb talking about the Gulf stream and all this stuff. Like, you the, know, goose like yeah, the goose stream. Like the goose stream. Like I I don't know if you know it, it's very nice that he said that about you know Coffin Safety in 2021, uh, but I I don't know how factual it is. Uh, you know, you look at the fly ball rate, and there are a decent amount that you know probably would have left the yard uh, at Guaranteed Rate Field. So uh, you know, may, Sh- maybe he's got that pop. I'm not Sean, sure. Sean,
3: since we're talking about him and home run hitting, he actually has 26 home runs against the AL Central in his career, which is the same number he's hit against the AL East, where he's played the majority of the games in his career. So something about the AL Central seems to really bring out the most in him. Gee, I or, wonder what it could be. I think there's just <laughs> eight million right-handed <laughs> <hit>
0: pitchers. <laughs> they're also just worse. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, there's like four <laughs> playoff teams in the AL. East. Right. And then they have the Royals. Um, well, I guess he was on the Royals. Um, one thing that I did find interesting, too, just finding uh, little tidbits. Andrew Benatendi has been intentionally walked the most by the White Sox. Uh, three intentional walks is the most he's ever had versus any team. I don't know if it means anything, uh, but I did just find that. And I did think it was interesting when he thought uh, Andrew or, uh, Aaron Bummer was the hardest uh uh, match up in, in that interview too. I would say him and Jake Diekman are probably just very tough to match up. Hey, with. there are some there are uh, you, you obviously Aaron Bummer has not been
1: the dominant guy the last couple of years because of the injuries that he that he was a couple of years ago. That being said, he's still just got a couple of pitches that are just out of control, different yes. from what the rest of the league offers. And uh, if he can get that health together.
2: He is going to be a very important piece of that White Sox bullpen. And he comes, not necessarily sidearm, but three quarters. And if you're a left-hander, you can't see that ball. And it's ninety eight on on you quickly, or it's a slider, or it's something filthy. I'm sure that's a tough at bat for a lefty. You don't want to see all those levers. I'm sure I don't know what his extension is, but it probably is just coming right
0: at you. It's like a ball gets on you quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean just just very odd a delivery, and I mean that was funny that you know him and Ethan Katz are working on like the way it comes out of his hand, like mm-hmm. you know that that's how he needs to perfect it. Um, Marcos Bueno uh, in the chat uh, suggesting Benny Bridgeport. Or another nickname. I'm in favor. Okay. Uh, we're getting a thumbs up for that Benny version. If
1: we're if we are forced to stick with the Benny, and I think we are, like Benny. the White Sox had it just blasted all over social media yeah. today. Pedro Grafal called him it like a hundred times. I think we're stuck with Benny. So if we are stuck with Benny, Benny Bridgeport is just And then fine you'll
2: with get me. those people that's like, Well actually the White Sox play in Armored Square. <laughs> they don't play in Bridgeport. It's, oh, I think okay. it's Armored Square Park or where Armored Square is the official place, I believe the white sox play it, we have
1: to you have to dive in because you know there's the seven, seven, 77 designated neighborhoods right but there's more
2: yes that aren't
1: part of that 77
2: like now. wrigleyville is part of lakeview correct and so,
1: so maybe armor square is, is part, part of, of bridgeport, bridgeport? you yeah. we'll have to take a look.
0: Uh, walkscore.com uh, says it's uh, armor square neighborhood so right. um yeah because I,
1: I bet you there's a bunch of people who live in uh, Bridgeport that have no idea that Armour Square is a neighborhood. No. <laughs>
0: right. I just know it. I just knew it as the park that they almost built uh, you know right. the the current uh, stadium on. Um let's you bring up Pedro Gaffal referencing him as Benny. Uh he knows the man and you got to sit down with Pedro Gaffal as well. I did. Um we will have full Videos And if you did like the Andrew Benatendi one or you want to rewatch it or you want to send it to your friends, uh, we will be posting the full Andrew Benatendi and Vinny interview on our CHGO Sports YouTube channel. We'll also be posting the full Pedro Grafol interview on our uh, CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Uh, We'll also be bringing back more clips tomorrow, but this is Benatendi specific. So let's get Pedro Grafol's thoughts on Andrew Benatendi.
1: A little bit of a reunion for you today, bringing Andrew Benintendi here who's with you in Kansas City. Obviously, what do uh, White Sox fans need to know about a guy that you know well? He's a baseball player.
3: Uh, he's going to do uh, things to always one of a ball I said, I've been the press conference. He's a very personal offensive player. Uh, I've seen him do golf. I've seen him hit balls out of the ballpark. I've seen him get on base on a regular basis. Uh, I've seen him uh, uh, advance on balls in the dirt. I've seen him punt. Definitely plays from the good defense, he's a goal lover, uh, so he, he brings a lot to this ball club. He's a really good fit for us, and you like looking forward you know, to, to having him, yeah. to, to him Is he going to help?
1: You know, he's only one guy, but is he going to help? Kind of do all those things and, and kind of spread that stuff team-wide you know i mean a team that might need to improve in base from improving defense is he the kind of guy that can lead by example and kind of get, get everybody else on the same
3: page i think that's what he does uh, you know he's a quiet leader he, he he does lead by example um he's always looking uh, in the small little details of the game to to help us win games, um, any length it lengthens out our lineup, right? Uh, we have a good lineup, and now we've added Andrew Benatendi, so that's 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 pretty good. So uh, I think that um, the way he approaches the game um, is gonna is gonna definitely um, set set the tone for what for how the White Stars are going to play in 2023.
0: Again, when they hired Pedro Graffaut, I said he's a baseball guy. I showed you the picture where he showed up to a wedding in a baseball uniform. And how does he describe Andrew Benatendi? Baseball player. Baseball player. That's what you want if you're Pedro Graffaut. If he had a business, business card, it would say baseball player. Andrew Benatendi, baseball player. It's a good uh, nickname.
1: Listen, what we heard from Pedro today, uh, you know, he mentioned it a couple times to me. He mentioned it during the press conference. Uh, used the word quiet uh, to describe Andrew Benatendi, but followed it up with quiet leader or quiet, mm-hmm. you know, turns into something else. Uh, you know, I, I think I think that helps. And, and I think, uh, you know, even if he's not going to step into, again, not trying to draw this parallel, but it just springs to mind, he's not maybe going to be the type of leader that Jose Abreu was. But by doing things the right way, other players can – See an example of that happening, and and you know it maybe you didn't need to, uh, maybe you didn't think that the White Sox would need to be in this position. But how many times did we see uh, last year base running mistakes and defensive mistakes and poor plate discipline? Benintendi does all those things well, and so that's an improvement there. And then maybe that filters out through everybody else. We'll see what
0: happens. Well, and Herb, when I was talking about Andrew Andrew Vaughn's gonna be fine filling Jose Baez place at first base um, you always were like well what's coming next what's coming next Andrew Benatendi is next right so they're trying to fill out Jose Abreu's absence with Andrew Benatendi and Andrew Vaughn so I think it's a fine um, comparison or at least you know connection to make Um, but the thing that I think that they will both bring they're both quiet um, but hopefully they'll be able to bring that same thing that Jose Abreu brought and that's consistency and playing you know every single day I think Andrew Vaughn especially you know he's dealt with some injuries but He's been, you know, I think third or second in the past two years in games played for the White Sox. So I don't think it's going to be too much of a stretch to think he'll play more games at first base just because he's used to that position. And Andrew benatendi has been very consistent when healthy. Um, so I think you will get that quiet leadership and you'll get guys that are posting every single day like Jose Abreu was. It might not be the same output, but it might be that same consistency, which, you know, we've been kind of lauding.
2: And you don't, that. this is one of the things like you don't need an ass-kickingly great free agent signing to come onto your team. As we're seeing with Correa, the Mets are worried about him actually playing, you know, because he's got various injuries that could keep him down for a little while. If Andrew Benintendi, for for the most part, he has played uh, games. He's posted. That gives you a level of professionalism. I'm hurt a little bit because no one goes through the season 100%. It's a grind. And it shows the example, like you were talking about with Jose Abreu. like, hey, man, That guy's posting. I saw what he did last night. He looked hurt, but he's out here posting, giving me actual good numbers while he's hurt. That is a big difference. Instead of him being hurt, and then you having to go to a replacement player who's not him. Just the ability to, like somebody's going against Andrew Benintendi, and he might be 65%. I'll take that 65% over 100% of his replacement. So that means a lot of him going up, I'm hurt. I'm playing, but I'm going to give you my all. And everybody says, okay, I'm." if Andy's doing that, I'm going to be on that train too. And Andy. that also makes it, it brings, a, you know, it lifts all ships. One of them's got to be Andy. They both can't be Andrew. They're so buttoned up.
0: Hi, Andrew. <laughs> I, Hi, I like Andrew. How are you doing? Benny, Andy. I don't think that's too far of a stretch. Bonnie. Vaughn. Benny uh, and uh, Bonnie. Uh, yeah. uh. And by I the way. I liked Drew as well for Ben Attendee, but I think maybe Vaughn's more of a Drew. Our guy, uh, Drew. Marcos Bueno. By the way, courtesy of
2: Game Time, got hooked up with cheap Blackhawks tickets last night. Hey. Thanks the I remember you reading that read. There you go. Yeah. And I was like, somebody's got to go out there because of Sean's read. He's like, the Blackhawks are playing tonight a couple blocks down here. And
0: Marcos, listen to you. Well, and guess what? We got a Game Time ad. Like Boom. Literally. I mean, that's that's perfect the segues. Segue. They write themselves. Thank, Thank you, Marcos. You. Hat, hat tip to Marcos Bueno. Uh, I don't need to throw it like Matt Peck would. Uh, but Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts and shows. And if you are like Marcos and you listen to me and you're looking for something to do tonight and you're like, oh, man, I really want to get great Bulls tickets. The Bulls are playing tonight against the Nets. Hello. Uh, you Ooh. can get great deals to the Bulls-Nets game tonight, and you can get the biggest last-minute price drops on game time. So on the seats you never thought you could buy, great deals on great seats. They have the flash deals as well, um, and those are usually the the the, the, the better deals. Uh, you can get two tickets for, I think, 248 right now to see Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, a star-powered game uh, in... And our teammate, Io DeSumo, of course. And, and Io DeSumo as well. Um Southside Legend. Uh, You can go see this over at the United Center. But you won't find a better deal this season on Bulls tickets. It's created by the fans, for the fans, and it guarantees the lowest price. So if you love CHGO, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and scored the best seats to all your favorite events, including Bulls or Blackhawks games. Um, And Herb, I do love your style today, especially with the shady rays on the brim. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Uh, shady rays never understood why sunglasses were so expensive take them off so they said set, set out to change it and you don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this winter because our friends at shady rays have you covered shady rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity substantial Correct. durability and styles cater to everyone in every lifestyle and that's why herb right now looks beautiful Herbie sunshine Her, Herbie sunshine so exact, the,
1: he can go out in the sunshine with them with them sunglasses blocking
0: mm-hmm. those rays uh and hey if you're you know, not like Herb. You, you get your Shady Rays and you don't like the product. Shady Rays stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a product, they will throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. They offer free returns and exchange. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And here's the thing. I love my two pairs. I got uh, kind of a, a, a pair like herb you know a little bit more but your bridge is like connected right right a little bit more metal uh you know uh yours yours are more uh traditional right traditional i guess i guess are. i forget what style mine are but i got you know more of a sleeker pair and then i got one that has like a, a full visor across the top Eloy i got two shades i got Eloy shades i got two different styles i love both of them um and here's the thing you can order two pairs on Shadyrays.com use code CHGO, you get 50%, two or more pairs at ShadyRace.com. You can buy one, get one free, and get two pairs for as low as $54. And if you don't like them, again, Shady Race offers free returns and exchanges. We know you'll love them, though. Redeem only at ShadyRace.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. All right, uh, final thoughts here on uh, uh, on Andrew Benatendi. Also, Happy New Year to Juan, uh, who's wishing us a Happy New Year from Spain. Uh, again, we're a global podcast I here. Juan. Um, Andrew Benatendi referred to himself as a big Italian. Um, which I think maybe he giggle.
1: referred to himself as a big <laughs>
0: Italian food guy, but I think he, he started off saying I'm a big Italian, big Italian food. It's just
1: that pause. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh,
0: what, what's the big takeaway here? Is it, is it a, a happy day on the South side? You know, I mean, is there a reason to be sour at all? No, I mean, you could be mad. And you know, of course I'm
2: always, you know, on the side of man, the White Sox should do more because they're in this window, but, Andrew Benintendi, the signing by itself, I think is a positive, above-average signing. Applaud Rick, Kenny, Jerry for doing that. Could they do more? Yes. But for this specific signing, I'm good for it. I love Andrew Benintendi. I love what he brings to the table. And I think it does the thing that I think White Sox fans want the most is getting Aloy out of left field. Now I heard, I know Pedro said blah 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 right field. Don't believe it. He's not playing right field. If he does, it'll be occasionally. Calm down. He's a designated hitter. And that is the best thing that Andrew Benintendi does is play left field for the majority of the time. Keep Aloy out of left field where he should burn his glove. And if he every player's is right field, just don't don't have a glove. <laughs> Because if you don't have a glove, it'll make you less likely to jump
0: over a fence and tear your peck. Don't burn books, burn gloves. Yeah. Especially Aloys. Um, Only catch things that you can catch with your bare hands. Right. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about more uh, with Aloy in the outfield tomorrow. Uh, and we got some more Pedro stuff. We got some more Rick stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, anything sour for Ben Or is it no, just, there you there shouldn't know?
1: be. Listen, I, I understand why people's expectations are high. They see other teams... Uh, handing out contracts that are four times the, you know, the value of of what Andrew Benintendi got. But I think the White Sox have shown this off season, whether you agree with them or not, that their strategy is to stay the course with the core that they've got. They believe that these are the same players who got everybody so excited over the last few years. Did they disappoint wildly in 2022? Boy, did they, um, But the White Sox are confident that that group of hitters can be the hitters that everybody envisioned that they would be, that had us predicting seven different guys would hit 20 home runs last year. Um, We'll see if it works. But Andrew Benintendi is a very good addition to that group. The thing is that he is not the single-handed savior that's going to come in like Andrew Judge might have been had he gone to a different team besides the Yankees, like Carlos Correa might be if uh, he goes to the, you know a Mets team that's already pretty loaded. <laughs> right. But you know there are players out there, be it Dansby Swanson on the north side or Trey Turner going to Philadelphia, this offseason that are those kinds of center of the lineup, really new face of your franchise kind of guys, people get really excited about those kinds of contracts. The White Sox did not hand one of those out. I don't know if they've ever handed one of those out because the face of their franchise has always been kind of a guy that's come up through their system. Right. Uh, You know, you could argue some trades here and there. But, uh, you know, and so I get it. I get what you're feeling. You're like, they're supposed to win the World Series. They should be signing every player under the sun. They think that their roster is very well loaded with players that are going to get them to the World Series and we will see if that's what happens. And that's the thing. <laughs> like, I
0: agree with Matthew Lucas in the chat. It's not bad. Uh, they haven't earned the benefit of a doubt as a team, uh, but they need to prove it on the field. And that's the thing. It's like, I'm just more excited for spring training now. I, I think that, you know, Rick Hahn said you need to earn the trust or re earn the trust of the fans. And I don't think they've done that just yet. But I think that this team, especially if they continue to add, and we'll talk about that tomorrow, I think that they definitely can. Definitely try out a team that's better than eighty-one wins. Well, I'll say this.
1: I'll say this too. Like, let's say they signed Trey Turner to play second base, right? Mm -hmm. Are what is does that regroup your trust? They still only were five hundred last year. The last time they played baseball, they were a five hundred team. Trey Turner is only one guy. Like, they need to go out. The the way you earn trust is you go out and win. You know what I mean. You go out and win, and if these guys don't, if these guys don't go out and win, then you have no reason to trust the plan that that this front office has set forth. If they do go out and win, then you do. They've won your trust back because they have shown that that they were right to go uh, go in with that plan. So um, you can't judge anything based on what they do or do not do in the offseason. You need to wait till uh, the wins and losses uh, start happening come spring.
2: And Sean, with your point on this offseason where they allowed Jose Abreu to walk and you said, hey, if they get what they can get from Andrew Vaughn and Aloy Jimenez, then you really don't feel that pain. And, you know, I disagreed with it, but also now you have Andrew Benintendi contributing to that. A bunch of above-average players, they were going to give you positive wars on all all fronts, especially Andrew Vaughn, who's not going to be playing in the outfield, so he's going to be playing more of a natural position, If you just have a bunch of above average players giving you above average effort, you could be like the Royals in 2014 and 15. A little bit better because you have actual power hitters in the lineup too. But that's what the Royals were. They were just a bunch of above average people who did good jobs. Nothing great, nothing spectacular on those teams. Just the bullpen just shut
0: you down and everybody got a hit and everybody fielded the ball through to the first. Right, and again, I, I think too. Like the stars are on the team. Like you know, if if we know Luis Robert has that power in him, uh, we know Aloy has that uh, you know star personality already. It uh, just needs to be healthy and hit thirty home runs, and I think uh, he'll be a star in that, that own. But yeah, uh, you know, if they all hit their stride and become professional baseball players, uh, this team could do something. Uh, absolutely. Uh, final Ben attendee stat, and then I got one more note for you guys. Uh, this is. You mentioned the way that he hit in 2021 in Kauffman Stadium. Uh, these are his line drives and fly balls in Kauffman Stadium in 2021. 118, which I was uh, surprised by. Uh, line drives and fly balls. Um, and a lot getting to the outfield and a lot getting uh, past the outfield wall. Uh, this is overlapped with the guaranteed rate field um, uh, overlay. Yeah. Um, so this is like, what if? He hit all those fly balls and line drives in Guaranteed Ray Field, um, and you see gaps, or power to all gaps. Um, I think I counted like thirteen to fourteen home runs. Um, so we'll see um, what type of hitter he is. Uh, I really just need to see him play at this point, so I really can't judge it any further. Welcome to Chicago, Andrew, and uh, hopefully it's a it's a fun signing. I like twenty-three. Uh, I'm going to be honest. When I saw his number was twenty-three, I was like, okay, I kind of I kind of got a little bit of a better feeling. Um, but just I think it's the very- number. Yeah, just from the number. Okay. I'm pretty basic. <laughs> um, we did have some breaking news uh, happen during the show. And it's not like pressing White Sox, but I do think it's very funny. With the day that the White Sox announced Andrew Benatendi, the Red Sox signed Rafael Devers to a 11-year, $331 million contract. And I just find it funny because we talk about Andrew Benatendi and Dave Bar- Dombrowski and you bring up Jan Mankata and he brings up Michael Kopeck. uh that quote that you used in your uh piece from Dombrowski the reality is they either wanted Benintendi or Mankata as the number one guy now Devers names came up after that but it was clear that they wanted one or the other uh, in order to start the conversation and the next part of the conversation was Kopeck. um so I think it's just very funny that um you know D- Devers is still connected in some way uh to the White Sox. Uh, just uh, funny that it happened on this date. I don't know. Uh, coincidence, really. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. Congrats to Devers. That's a lot of money. Hey, man. Get your money. And Boston had to do something. So yeah. smart move. Congrats to uh, Carlos Biagra for breaking it, too. Um, Great second baseman. Better. Scoops guy. Yeah, right. Watch out, Bob Nightingale. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Rafael Devers uh, has now made a lot of money. Uh, make sure that you read Vinny Duber's fantastic work on allchgo.com. And you can follow him on Twitter, at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. And his full interviews with Andrew Benatendi, and Pedro Grafal will be posted on the CHGO Sports YouTube channel, so make sure you check those out. We'll also have some clips posted on our Twitter, at CHGO underscore White Sox. We do already have a clip up there of Ben talking about the possibility of this team winning the World Series, so make sure you check that out as well. A lot of great content today from Guaranteed Rate Field, and also uh, thanks to the White Sox for helping uh, you know facilitate all that and being so kind, uh, allowing Andrew and uh, Pedro to talk to us. Also, uh, thank you to Herb Lawrence for joining us. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, at 20 23 He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at sean underscore w underscore Anderson. Thank you to everyone for hanging out with us in the chat. And huge shout out to Stephen Nicholas, not only for producing the show, but for going to Guaranteed Rate Field, setting up the mic, setting up the cameras, and uh, shooting those interviews uh, with Vinny Pedro and tech Andrew whiz. Uh <laughs> Tech wiz, yeah. uh, Stephen Nicholas. I Don't know about that. Uh, hey, <laughs> you were looking. It's, Jake was looking for that uh, flash drive or whatever or USB. Uh, disk or whatever and you found it
3: hide and seek champion hide and seek champion <laughs> uh
0: but thank you Stephen nicholas for your production and uh we will talk to you tomorrow with more great stuff from pedro Griffal and rick Holland about what this team could look like uh in 2023 and what else could be added uh thank you very much for watching and go white socks